0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the unfiltered mental health podcast dedicated to talking about the things no one wants to talk about in real life. I'm Christina, your host, and um, before I say anything else, I want to apologize for kind of dropping off the face of the earth. Um, it, it's, it's been a really rough year, as we know, and my depression has been getting worse, and so, after I released my last episode, I kind of um, gave myself a little break from the podcast. Uh, it wasn't really intentional. I just kind of, I, I didn't have enough mental bandwidth to care about anything but like survival. And um, the reason I started this was to be like a healthy outlet for me to talk about mental health and to listen to others talk about mental health. And so when this becomes too much stress, I, I kind of stopped working on it because, um, you know, there's enough stressful things in the world without putting more pressure on yourself. It, it's wild because, um, you know, I, I've been making audio journals and uh, I found them really effective. Like, I don't know about you guys. Journaling for me has always been kind of difficult, like traditional journaling with pen and paper. Cause like I, I find that my thoughts are faster than my hand. Like I can't write things down fast enough. And I recently started making audio journals, which is, I literally just open the voice recorder app on my iPhone and just start talking. And it's been tremendously helpful. But also, like, since I started recording this episode, two minutes ago, I, I got so nervous and found myself like at a loss for words, which is crazy, because I can be recording myself using, like, my iPhone, no problem, but as soon as, like, the big mic comes out, I I freeze up and get hella awkward. Um, but I, I've been wanting to make an episode for a few weeks now. I, I've been feeling a lot of, like, guilt for leaving without a warning, and I guess what has really pushed me this week to start recording again? Um, a couple of things. First of all, I just went through a breakup you guys might remember me talking about it in the last episode but uh, i was dating someone for five months and from the beginning it was super weird like we met during covid so like the whole dating landscape was different you know like we we weren't able to really see each other in our natural environments you know we had a lot of great discussions and we saw a lot of like, he also struggles with mental health. And so we really saw eye to eye on that and he's incredibly smart and funny and just loved hanging out with him. But, uh, towards the end, you know, we were both dealing with depression and we were kind of bringing each other down for me personally. I felt like I was trying to force myself to be someone I wasn't like, I don't know. I. It's really sad. It's really fucking sad. It sucks because, um, you know, I can't help but think that there's something wrong with me for, you know, not making it work. But um, that's just life. You know, like everyone goes through breakups. It's not necessarily anyone's fault. Actually, when we did break up, uh, he posted this quote from star trek that i will read back to you now because it's it's just a it sums up perfectly like what we we went through so um the quote is it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose that is not a weakness that is life wow i mean i couldn't have said it better myself like it's not that We made any big mistakes. We just, it just didn't work out. And that's, you know, I'm trying to look at the gray areas of things instead of thinking in black and white. And, you know, sometimes you break up with people that aren't necessarily bad for you. It just, for whatever reason, didn't work out. And I don't know. uh, I'm really fucking sad about it, but I've kind of accepted it. And um, I'm doing my best to just move on and you know we, we're still talking a little bit like it's not like a cut it's not like a cut all contact type of breakup. But yeah, that's that's what I've been dealing with for the last week. Before that I had just been really depressed. you know there were a few weeks where I was suicidal and my bulimia got really bad again for a while. I, I guess that's what I should talk about next is like how I'm doing. Oh, my God, stop. My cat is like on the bed making the whole frame shake. God, he's staring down at me with like the smuggest little face. Get down or stop moving. This is a professional recording environment. (laughs) He's looking at me like, I don't understand. But yeah, I just, I, I feel like there's a lot of, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself to thrive and be productive and happy and take care of myself and have relationships with other people. And you know, even under normal circumstances, that's hard, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. and so I don't think I'm alone in saying that the expectations that I put on myself are really unfair. Like, I, I was talking to my friend Anne, who was on uh, one of my previous episodes. And, you know, we're both around the same age, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And we both started the year with really high expectations in regards to our careers and relationships and, you know, just things we wanted to do this year. And what I gathered from our conversation the other day was that If we don't do anything except survive this year, then we will have done enough. Like, all you need to do is survive. And that's a job in and of itself. So I'm trying to have that mindset. (laughs) It's just really hard. Um, So yeah, that's, that's where I've been kind of. Depressed, unproductive, and going through a breakup things are great, as you can see. Um, But the thing that ultimately pushed me to record today was, first of all, my brother reached out and asked me when I was coming out the new episode, and I was like, I don't know. And uh, he was like, kind of holding me accountable to record this. And also like, so I was walking outside like I normally do. And I was listening to the third episode of mine, like way back in 2018, which let's pause there for a second and talk about how I've been doing this for two years. I mean, granted, I've, I've had a few hiatuses, but it's just wild to me that, you know, I've been doing this for so long because normally when I get involved in a project, I lose interest within a few months, but, um, this has stuck around pretty long and I'm really grateful for it. Um, so the episode I'm talking about, number three, was, uh, I was I had just broken up with my ex and I was a week away from moving to Seattle and, you know, I had just relapsed in, um, with my eating disorder and I was drinking every day. Uh, it's actually embarrassing. If you go back and listen to that episode, I was pretty clearly drunk <laughs> and I'm sorry to say that that was pretty common back then. I, I get really nervous when I do these things and alcohol just kind of helped take the edge off. Um, I mean, I'm sober now. I've been sober for over a year and a half, which I'm super proud of myself for. But another thing I noticed was that some things have not changed since then. You know, I, I, I'm still struggling with my bulimia. Um, I'm still asking myself questions like, Why is it so important that I need to lose weight? Why am I doing this to myself? How do I get in a spot where I want to get better? And if there's like a subject I've been thinking about lately, it's the subject of time and how when you do have a mental disorder or, you know, if you do struggle with mental health, you can find yourself really losing big patches of time to that. I, I think back on all of the momentous occasions of my life over the last 10 years or so, and almost every single one of them is tainted by bulimia or addiction or whatever I was going through at the time. It, it's, it's hard. It, it makes you really feel sorry for your past self who's dealing with that but also it makes you want to try to be better going forward because I, I know this year has sucked but there's still so much to look forward to and I don't know I just don't want to lose any more of my memories to my eating disorder I, another thing that happened lately was um I was going through old photos of myself and I found a photo taken almost exactly 1 year ago in October of 2019 when I was at my lowest weight and it's it's absolutely wild because looking at that photo I'm obviously too thin like I look sick but at the time I thought it, I still needed to lose 15 pounds and you know I, I compare that photo to a photo taken this year and I've I've obviously gained weight like I've, I've gained like 15 pounds since uh, the pandemic started and looking at those two pictures side by side you would think that I've gotten a little better because I gained weight but throughout the whole year in between those photos my bulimia has not only been just as bad, but it's, it's progressed. Like it's gotten worse, if anything, this year. And like, I'm super salty about it (laughs) because it's not even like one thing my eating disorder does is it, it tells me that I can't live without it, but it's not even giving me the thing that it promised, which is to lose weight. All, all it's done is make me even more depressed and broke, and I just, I know something needs to change. <sighs> I, I still have weird feelings about the word recovery. In my mind, it's a very black and white term, like you're either sick or you're recovered. There's no in between. And one of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place was just to be able to to have a platform where I could talk about not being perfect and not being quote unquote recovered, because I think that that applies to most of us, right? Like we're, we're dealing with mental health issues and, you know, maybe we're making progress, but I don't know a lot of people that are truly recovered. And, you know, if they say they are, that's not even, it's not even guaranteed that they are. You know, it's it's really easy to put on a facade on social media and I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like I've been talking more about mental health recently, but I, I noticed that I, I still censor myself. Like I won't talk about my eating disorder because I'm not better and I don't want anyone to, like who wants to hear about that. You know, I recently was interviewed for a podcast here in Seattle called Transmission, and um, the theme of the episode is mental health during COVID. I'll I'll post the link when it comes out. I'm really excited about it, but um, one of the things we talk about is that even though statistically we're all, like, our mental health has gotten a lot worse since COVID, um, You know, if you look at the numbers, like overdoses are increasing and we're just as a whole getting more and more depressed, understandably so. But we still aren't talking about it. Like when I when I see a friend, you know, we we still ask the questions like, how are you doing? Great. What have you been up to? Nothing. Great. Cool. (laughs) it's like there's a barrier that we put up to tell ourselves that, you know, we still have a shred of normalcy during this time. Like, I don't know, but that somehow by talking about it, it will become more real. And I know some of us are barely holding it together as it is. And so maybe talking about it doesn't even seem feasible right now. But I don't know if there's one thing this year has showed me it's that I I really don't care anymore, like, what people know. I I really want to be open and honest about my struggles in the hopes that someone can relate and maybe feel less alone. It's just been rough for a lot of people. And I, I think I was kind of waiting to get out of this funk before... I made a new episode. Like, I told myself, I'll wait till I get my shit together, and then I can do the podcast again. But I think that's missing the complete point. I am trying to become more comfortable with being imperfect. And so, uh, I hope there's other people out there who have the same goal. And I think the only the conversation about mental health can only move forward if we bring it about. So back in October, or back in September, when I was still trying to um, find guests for the podcast, I was still working on the podcast, I sent out a question to you guys. And the question was how you deal with seasonal affective disorder because, I don't know, it's it's, a, it's totally a thing. So the question that I asked you guys before I went on my unofficial hiatus was uh, what kind of things do you do to battle seasonal depression? Like what's your game plan moving forward into this, what's probably going to be the worst winter any of us can remember. And so I got a lot of responses, some funny, some serious. Um, so I'm just going to read those because uh, I know we're kind of well into the winter by this point. Um, you know, the seasonal depression is starting to set in and it's going to be a long few months for people. So I w- I wanted to... Kind of give you guys some ideas about what you can do to battle that. So I'm just going to read them. Um, someone says Animal Crossing and coffee, broth and blankies, uh, trying to stay more physically active, uh, soup, candles, um, lots of plants. A lot of these have to do with your surrounding because, you know, in, in the age of Covid, a lot of us are still isolating, like we can't do some of the things that helped us in the past, like you know go meet people or go to a coffee shop, travel. I don't know. Um. So so I see a theme in these answers of just creating a space that you feel safe in and comfortable. I think that's really important. I remember before I got this apartment. That I've been officially living in for a year, by the way. Before I got an apartment, you know, over the years, I've lived in many, many houses with other people. Uh, some better than others. But I, I just remember when I didn't feel at home going back there. Like, if if I felt anxious going back home and dealing with roommates, like, already you're being held back a lot. Like, you know, that already looks bad for you. So, yeah, just trying to make your space warm and inviting I know it's almost Christmas time and the Christmas trees are coming out the string lights are coming out Um, I'm a big fan of all that but this year I won't be having a tree because I have a nine-month-old kitten who destroys everything he touches so what I've done instead is I have string lights everywhere candles (laughs) <laughs> actually, um, one thing that I've been doing is playing, like doing the virtual fireplace on Netflix. Like there's a two hour long video of just like a fire burning in a fireplace. And I know it's tacky, but it just brings me so much joy and I highly recommend it. So not only did people suggest making their spaces, warm and inviting but you see I I got a lot of responses that suggest physical activity as a way to cope with uh, seasonal depression obviously be safe if you go out wear a mask avoid people all that stuff but I think physical activity is one of the best ways to combat seasonal depression like Since my breakup this week, I have been going on a lot of walks and doing a lot of self-reflection, a lot of podcast listening, a lot of music that I love, and it it definitely keeps me from being in a darker place. (laughs) Some of the funny answers that people responded with, uh, someone says, does Adderall count? (laughs) Uh, Someone says they're going to try a coma. Uh, Someone says crying. (laughs) And honestly, same. Um, Someone said probably some binging and purging. Which I appreciate their honesty because one thing that my therapist brought to my attention that has kind of blown my mind is that these coping methods that we've developed that are obviously toxic like bulimia or addiction they didn't just come out of nowhere like at some point we were so desperate that we created those coping methods and as problematic as they can be they have helped us survive to where we are today i say that you know Take that with a grain of salt, obviously. Like, I don't want to enable anyone here, but the point that I'm trying to make is that you don't need to beat yourself up for being sick because your subconscious did that in a moment of need and it helped you cope. You know, maybe maybe it hasn't been helping you cope recently. But when you first started doing it, you were just trying to survive whether it was consciously or not. And so the what, what I want to tell this person who suggested binging and purging as a way to combat seasonal depression is, you, you know, you're not a bad person for thinking that. Like, thank you for your honesty. And also, I, I think if we're going to get past these things, we need to first accept them. And make peace with them. Like my therapist had me write down a thank you note to bulimia or like she had me list reasons why I was thankful for bulimia. And obviously that sounds crazy. Like, why would I do that? But it was actually very helpful just to see that I'm not crazy. Like for, you know, bulimia helped me, I guess in the beginning. But yeah, obviously now it's doing more harm than good. And so, you know, after writing that list of reasons I was thankful, I wrote another list of ways that bulimia has fucked up my life. And seeing those two lists side by side was actually pretty cathartic. And yeah, I would recommend that uh, if you're feeling guilty about Your declining mental health or your habits. um, Just remember that it wasn't created in a void. But yeah, that's like, that's all the responses I got. And so I just want to kind of put out the question how are you guys doing? It's the end of 2020, and this year has been just one hardship after another. It's almost a joke at this point. Like (laughs) when my boyfriend and I broke up, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like not even surprised at that point. I was like, you know what? This might as well happen in 2020. (laughs) But, you know, there's been good things too. And and I'm going to make an episode here in a couple of weeks where I kind of reflect more on the year and um, give out my hot and spicy pickle awards to everyone who's been a guest this year. Um, so, yeah, I keep looking out for that. But I don't know. I think it's a good time to check in with your friends and family who you might not have seen in a while. Maybe you don't talk about mental health regularly. But, you know, even if you didn't before, I think this year is the perfect opportunity to start talking about it, to bring that conversation to the table. Um, just even asking someone like, how's your mental health been? Or like, how have you been coping? You know, what's been challenging for you lately? Or, you know, what's been making you, bringing you joy lately? I don't know. If, if there's anything I want to establish moving forward with this podcast, it's A, don't be afraid of being honest with your conversations. And B, just initiating those conversations, period. One of the things that has kept me silent about my own struggles over the years is the fear of judgment and the fear of being alienated. But honestly, it hasn't happened yet. Everyone that I've talked to about my struggles has been so supportive. And a lot of people actually come up to me afterwards and say that they struggle with the same thing, which, you know, it's sad, but also incredibly validating to know that I'm not the only one and so I don't know check in with your friends y'all that's basically it for this mini episode if anyone's listening and you want to open up about your mental health on the podcast I would love to hear from you you don't have to have your shit together I promise all I need from you is just the willingness to be vulnerable and So um, my inboxes are always open. You can email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast and slide into my DMs. You know, it's, there used to be a time when I was worried about running out of content for this podcast, but if there's anything 2020 has shown us, it's that mental health issues abound and... I feel like even if I interviewed someone every week for a year I wouldn't even be able to cover everyone's stories. So, yeah, let's let's get some episodes scheduled. Let's get some interviews scheduled. I would love to talk to you and I promise I am just as awkward in real life as I am on this podcast. So, if you're worried about being awkward, don't be. Also, I'm really good at editing and I can make you sound amazing. <laughs> with that said, I am going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for being there and listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.